Have you ever felt that you are getting better in the language, but still not getting much better in connecting with people? Welcome to the No Language Barriers podcast, a unique show on the secrets to mastering connections without mastering languages. I am your host Daisy Wu, the founder and book author of Multilingual Connectors. From mentoring speaking in China to TEDx event speaking in Australia, I want to inspire and enable you to break barriers and unlock opportunities, regardless of how your English is. Apart from myself, you'll learn from young achievers from all walks of life across continents the game-changing mindsets and social skills which enable them to build strong connections across cultures without language mastery. I want you. To stop feeling unconfident, undervalued, and unfulfilled because of your language skills and any other perceived limitations. What are you waiting for to learn the secrets to fast-track your dreams with no language barriers? Listening. Like many of you. I began my life in the English-speaking country with the illusion that things would be better if and only if my English was better. The reality was quite the opposite in my own experience and those of others I knew in the same environment. I'd like to dedicate this episode, therefore, to sharing some of my observations and lessons in the lead-up to this rude awakening to provide some insights for you to navigate the same challenge. First thing first. Before you even evaluate how well you've been performing in building connections, do you have a clear idea as to what it means for you to have a connection rather than just contact? If you are already following this podcast, you should recognize this to be one of the questions I embed into each interview episode. The reason being, there are many people entertain the concept of building meaningful connections as opposed to those superficial and shallow. There aren't as many people who truly know what types of connections they need and want at certain stage of their life. To answer this philosophical question, what does meaningfulness even mean to you? Which is truly a vague and subjective concept. As such, you cannot prematurely determine whether you've been doing well in connecting or not without establishing the criteria to assess this, ideally on your own terms as much as possible. You should also not casually and unconditionally adopt other people's criteria imposed on you. For example, a person can only be seen as a super connector if he or she always leads conversations in large professional functions and leverages networking to drive commercial outcomes. In that case, your self-assessment will be skewed, irrelevant, and misleading if you apply such a criteria to gauge your performance and capability. If your recent focus is actually to build more personal connections to socialize with outside of the professional context, at any point, you should not attach yourself to any misaligned goals and objectives which you do not own. So next time when you assess if you're becoming better at connecting with the so-called right people, ask yourself how would you qualify connection as such in a given period of time, and what roles should these people play in your life? Next, 
Providing you know what sort of connection you want to build, but you're still not progressing well, you may attribute this to the lack of confidence within yourself, as many people would, and possibly you're frustrated and confused right now, because you know you're already proficient enough in a dominant language, but still have social confidence issues, even as a native speaker. Two, for some of you. As the language skills keep advancing and you're gradually outgrowing the language barrier, the confidence gap within yourself becomes more apparent, which stems from other factors you may or may not recognize. For example, with language proficiency taken out of the equation, you can still suffer from confidence issues because you don't think you're experienced enough in a certain field. Given this. Do you think your confidence will definitely improve once you've gained the experience you think you need to elevate confidence? Perhaps not 100%. I hope you already realize that the lack of confidence can come from endless sources, such as your appearance, cultural heritage, family background, social status, or simply the notion that you are very different from most people around you, who might make you feel you don't belong and you might not be accepted. As you may have already experienced, you can keep feeling unconfident despite your personal situation improving objectively, unless you identify the real causes, which you can always find within yourself. What if it is the inner dialogue within yourself that always prevents you from being confident and self-sufficient, irrespective of your actual competencies in the language and everything else? It is fair to say that for each problem and struggle you have, there underlies some inner beliefs as the driving force and therefore root causes of the issue you must carefully look at. With the role of confidence discussed from an internal perspective, I must highlight that while self-confidence is imperative in an interpersonal context, quite likely it is a common issue you're relatively more conscious of compared to the other type of confidence issue, that is, the confidence gaps of other people you wish to connect with, as far as you are concerned. What if the other person does not believe in your willingness and potential to be a valuable connection to them, to create the impression that you can literally understand what each other says and writes in a common language, but you don't truly understand, let alone connect with each other very well? This typically takes effect where people are overlooked or passed over for the opportunities they initially believed they well deserved. With or without them knowing such perceptions from the decision maker or not, other times one can get disappointed when the other person prematurely makes a decision not in either of your favor, based on their limited understanding of you and possibly their own bias and stereotypes. As a good example, some of you might have experienced microaggression, which refers to indirect, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group. When it comes to the use of a non-native language, I also occasionally have to deal with the bias and assumptions about my English communication skills. Once my ethnic and linguistic background becomes more transparent to someone who typically does not really know me well. 
it is inevitable that we need to deal with people who are not on the same page as us and who we think don't understand and appreciate us in the ways we wish. My advice on this is first, you must accept that this is the reality in a perfectly imperfect world where people cannot like everybody around them to the same extent. Because of individual differences in so many dimensions, not simply race or language. Second, the earnest and full responsibility is on you to decide how you react and or respond. You must carefully monitor and control your emotional disposition and outlook so that you are not too negatively impacted by what others think of you and do to you. And you can totally make a decision to apply yourself to re-educating those people you care to be valued and recognized by. Pick the better. However your best efforts in this direction are rewarded, you again must remember to take control of your reactions and responses. And always remember, you are not alone. The last reason I'll briefly touch on to explain why you keep struggling to connect despite to improve language proficiency is that you may need to work harder to improve the non-language related skills and qualities in order to communicate well and connect well, which are related but not the same concept. This is largely what I intend to guide and enable you on via the podcast by sharing the secrets to mastering connections without mastering languages. Whilst it's possible to master intercultural connections without 100% or perfectly mastering a foreign language, conversely, it's nearly impossible to be very good at connecting even if you fully master the language as a native speaker. Truly, with the challenges from translation and interpretation factored out, There are plenty of other elements to determine your success and progress in building connections with other people, regardless of your language proficiency. On the back of what I've discussed in this episode, would you like to hear about the perspective from a native English speaker who has successfully established herself as a young achiever and mentor in another English-speaking country where she identifies as the minority and once felt undervalued despite her native English proficiency? Stay tuned on the upcoming guest interview on the Language Barriers. Thank you for listening. If you've been inspired by what you've listened to, please share it with someone you know who wants to build more meaningful connections and convert opportunities in a foreign language. If this is also what you want to achieve for yourself, please send me a message on LinkedIn and Instagram. I'm at daisywood.multilingualconnector. That is M-U-L-T-I-L-I-N-G-U-A-L. Until the next episode, here's to review the secrets to having the language barriers.